0: With Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: Right on, right on. Tonight, you do not need to call in because we have a sick story to talk about. I just got back from Florida um, we were out there for two weeks basically touring um, St. Pete. We were uh, touring like Venice Beach, which is right below it, um, all the way even to Orlando. And God was just doing radical things. So the stuff that you read about in the Bible, like in the book of Acts, um, you're going to hear a lot of these type of stories tonight on this show. I'm so stoked to actually uh, get to talk about this stuff because – I believe that the Christian walk is is it's about um, it's it's exciting, you know, and sometimes we get stuck in this institution of church and we go and we read about all these stories, but it never comes alive. And, and, and Jesus says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. And, you know, when he, Jesus says you will, you better count on it. Jesus also says in Mark 16, he says, go out and preach the gospel and these signs and wonders will follow. You will speak in tongues. You will take up a deadly serpent and, and you can drink anything poisonous and but it will by no means hurt you. Um, in Acts, it says that Stephen was full of faith and power. The word of God also says that The kingdom of God is not just words, but of power. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And as you start going through all these scriptures, it's all about the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I like to look at the my Christian walk is like if I had nothing but the word of God, but no power of the Holy Spirit. It's like having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the jelly. You need both and that's what makes this this whole walk with Jesus Christ exciting because the word of God is the DNA of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is the DNA of holiness. But then we need the power from heaven is what Jesus says. I will send the power from heaven in Mark in in John 7. Jesus says anyone that is thirsty may come to me. Anyone believes in me may come and drink and return. Jesus says I will send torrents of living water. When he re when he referred <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm choking over here. <coughs> when he referred to the Holy Spirit or the torrents of living water, he was referring to the Holy Spirit. <coughs> and that's where the power comes in our life, and that's when it get it gets exciting because why? Jesus sends the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as we operate in that spirit led life like it talks about in Galatians five that the gifts of the Holy Spirit start manifesting. They just naturally, I feel like they just naturally manifest supernaturally in the natural realm on earth. I don't go chasing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I think it's exciting when God starts working because God's moving in and through us. But I don't go chase them. They just happen naturally. And tonight we are going to talk about how the gifts are for today because jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever so on my show today i have uh i have daniel he's actually uh we just hired him to to work with the whosoever's movement he went on tour with us and then i have jairus he's part of uh, calvary chapel saint Pete out in florida and he is the one that actually invited us to come out and uh tour this uh tour Florida with them. So, welcome to the Show Boys. How you guys doing?
2: Good. I'm excited really? to be here. stoked to talk about this.
1: Yes. So, I'm going to start with you, Jarris, because um first of all, I would like you to kind of introduce yourself, how you even got involved, how you heard about the movement, and why the heck you would want us to come out to the East Coast to tour with you guys. How did it all happen with you?
3: Yeah, dude. God works. Um, over the past few years in my life, um, starting with you, I forget where I first saw I Am Second Testimony. And that was rad because I'm, I grew up in the church, um, and my dad's a pastor. So, like, I grew up with that, but I also grew up on the beach and then even more so on the skate park. So, um, that really, uh, was an encouragement seeing your video because you got kind of that same, like, you know, your dad's a pastor at a church and you're a skater, And from that, I started listening to your guys' Shine studies, and I started listening to the radio show. And over the past couple years, God kept on speaking to me through that, encouraging me. Um, I'd hear about what God's doing through you guys. You started doing the Kill the Noise tour. I started hearing about that. Um, And you started traveling through the churches with a message God gave you. The first one that I heard about was the wake-up message. Mm -hmm. Um, So then um, we invited you out to do that at our church, and that's when I first met you. And then we talked about doing high schools because you guys started to kill the noise tour. So, that's where the idea of inviting you to come down to do that happened.
1: What do, you, what do you think? Well, first of all, uh how old are you, Jerris? 23. So, you're 23 and you you're you're also a youth pastor out there in yeah. at your church. And during this time, what was it like? Like what do you cuz you're a youth pastor, you want to see God move. You're hearing the stories from the show, you're seeing what the movement's doing. And uh, you're working with youth, and you want to see God move from what you're hearing. So, what was happening at that time in your church with your with your youth group that um, God was tugging on your heart that you wanted to see that maybe you weren't seeing at that time?
3: Uh, I knew I grew up strong Bible teaching and and, and experienced like the Holy Spirit um, in my life personally, and like growing up in church, I experienced the spiritual gifts just a little bit. Um, like through my family and, and a couple people, but especially listening to the show and being encouraged about God working through the whosoevers, um, it, that in other parts of my life, God started to build that up, and I started to pray more for what I already kind of knew was real. Like, I knew the book of Acts. I knew the letters of Paul in the New Testament. I knew how God worked in the whole Bible, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to to want God to do that more. I started praying for that for my personal life, and then um, started praying for that. I became the youth pastor like a year ago or so. So really, for the first time, being in charge of a youth group, really um, was listening to the radio shows and started praying, God, I want you to do that in my youth group. I want you to do that in the schools around here. You were going the schools, so I started going the schools. Yep. Started experiencing non-Christian kids, and started to see like little glimpses in my church and outside of the church. Here and there, God would do like a little thing here and there. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd hear like, you know, someone to get a prophetic word or something. You shared when you came down here for the Wake Up message about, you know, visions that you got and you were telling me your stories. And I even told you that, like, probably a half a year ago when you came down here. I want that to happen more. And ever since then, I've just been praying for it, hardcore. And even up until the month before you guys came to Florida, um, another local youth guy uh, and myself, we prayed for a whole month, like an hour a day, to increase our prayer life and to dig more, and we were praying for that exact thing, for the Spirit to move, and personalize and our marriages and the ministries and the youth groups that we lead, um, and God kind of kept on kind of throwing glimpses up there, yeah. up until you guys came, and that's that's before really it was it was kind of like He just dropped the bomb.
1: You know what? You know what's interesting is that you know I got a I got a word. We, were, we were, I was in a I was praying with a few people, and um, you know. One of uh the 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 words or the gifts that God can give is he gives people uh pictures or visions, and there was a vision that I received that um that God was going to take me to to Orlando or not orlando to uh to Florida that that northern part of florida and and drop us off there, and that we were going to be a part of like a a little mini revival or something of some sort. And I got that word months, months before I seen you. And then when I seen you, I said, hey, <laughs> uh, you were like, hey, come out to Florida. And I'm like, well, I, I got a word that I need to go there. So let's just pray and see what happens. And then obviously, I mean, there's been people that have been trying to get us out to certain areas for, for years, like New York and different areas, that they can't even get a doorway in the schools. But everything just lined up with you. And we stepped out by faith to go. And I was praying and so excited to get out there and it was planned and then all of a sudden my my daughters got sick with the flu right uh six days before we went on tour and I was still well and then basically the day I was gonna leave the 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 night before I was gonna leave, I called you and I said, dude, I gotta cancel my flight. I just got the flu and it's going out all all angle <laughs> everywhere up top below and I can't even get out of bed. I was like literally like a dead man laying in bed and I called you and I canceled the tour for like four or five days because I couldn't move. And you ended up praying with your whole youth group because you were at a, a youth conference that I was supposed to be at speaking, but I canceled and you guys prayed, you filmed it and you basically sent a text over to me and I woke up, I went to bed that night with the flu I woke up at ten twenty in the morning and I could not move out. Like a, it felt like a knife was stuck in my stomach, and I was, you know, throwing up and, you know, both both sides, and I could not move out of bed. And then basically I closed my eyes and I woke up at twelve ten or twelve thirty the next, uh, you know, couple hours later, and I opened my eyes and I felt totally normal, clarity, no pain. I looked at my phone and I saw that text message of that video you sent me. And it was all of them praying and basically God healed me. There was a miracle that happened and God literally touched my life and healed me. Meanwhile, my daughters are still sick. The whole house is still sick. I caught what they had, but I was healed. I called you and I said, listen, I'm changing my flight. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow morning and I'm out of here. And basically I got healed. I flew to the tour and uh, we started the tour, and I ended up speaking at your Sunday morning services, and that was a total encouragement of signs and wonders. These signs and wonders will follow. Well, basically, God healed me, and your whole incur- your whole youth group got encouraged because God ended up healing me for the trip. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was pretty radical. So then, when we flew in, there, you know, even you were praying that God was going to start moving with your kids and showing them because all, we know that all signs and wonders point back to the fact that Jesus Christ is the son of God and the word of God is real. 100%. That's how it works. So now God's already proving that he's real to this new, this next generation. And then we, we did the, uh, we did the Sunday services and then the next day, what what was the next thing? What did we end up doing?
3: Well, uh, let me interject a quick story yeah. before you even showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a it was a retreat we were doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday was when we prayed for you. You yes. texted me that afternoon and said that you were healed miraculously. I told the kids Thursday. So Friday, the last day of the retreat, we're kinda of tired, like let's just survive and get home. We end up doing a spontaneous time of worship because you were supposed to be there but you weren't. Yes. In that time of worship, God spoke to me and prophetically to that there were some kids in the audience that hadn't confessed sins and I announced that to the kids. And about six or seven kids came forward and confessed hidden sins in their life. And all the rest of the kids laid hands on them and prayed for them that they would be freed from it. And then the next song was all about identity, which was our theme of the retreat. And the next song was all about freedom after the kids had just confessed, not to mention two other kids that confessed to me after that. So that big Holy Spirit drop moment happened the Friday you were supposed to be there, even though you weren't there. So God showed up even as you guys were flying to Florida in my youth group.
1: Dude, that is amazing. So... For the listeners, you know, what kind of things are youth group kids going through? Like, what were these, what are you facing as a youth pastor? Because um, people like to think, oh, well, if they go to youth group, everything's all good. What, you know, obviously we're not going to say any names, but what kind of issues are these youth group kids going through?
3: All the same stuff that you guys talk about on the radio show constantly, all the statistics that you share constantly. I've heard about them.
1: Go ahead and, and tell me what, what those are.
3: Yeah. Um anxiety is an all-time high. Depression mm-hmm. is an all-time high. Both of those hitting all of my uh, students. Uh, suicidal thoughts, I had in my small group during the retreat, I had five kids and three of them were suicidal. That's just my five small group. Um, I've had story after story of that. Um, there's kids, plenty of kids about pornography. One of the kids that was too afraid to come up on that prayer session that, that talked to me outside afterwards, I had asked him about pornography Twice, and he lied to me and then God broke him and he was bawling his eyes out confessed yeah. the sin of pornography another kid um, was still drugs are still a thing he was into drugs and he was buying and selling guns and they were breaking into houses him and his friend growing up and they had it hidden and even though that they weren't in that realm in that um, you know sketchy business anymore for a few months they still felt the guilt because they had to confess it so everything you guys have been talking about are all happening in in the, kids and the
1: church been. and out of the church so yeah. God God showed up, the work of the Holy Spirit, revealed himself, convicted, drew people to Himself, and then they got prayed for. And as we're going to continue this story, you're going to just see what radical things have been happening with your youth group since. So then we went to Columbus Youth Academy. There, a door opened for us to go there. T- talk about that, Daniel. What was your experience when we went in there?
2: So basically, I had never gone to uh, any kind of Juvenile. I've never been like visited or anything like that. And so we go in.
1: It's a juvenile detention center for 18 and under boys. Yeah. Yeah. Un- all one.
2: under 20 years old. They're yeah. a, a group of 50 of them there for various crimes, for whatever they've done. And they're in there now. And it's kind of like a, they're getting them back on their feet kind of thing. Mm. And so we go in and we leave everything at the door. No phones. Everything is at the front. And we go to the back and just, they're all just sitting down. They're pretty, pretty calm. We just go introduce, just talk to the guys. They're just like, Normal kids, you know, but they've gone through stuff and they've done things that got them there. And so we go and just talking to them, just saying what's up. And then you give your you give your message, and these kids are just like locked in, just listening. You're asking questions: Who else has done dealt with this? Who else has gone through this? They're raising their hands. They know what they've they know what you've gone through because they've done it themselves and they've you know ended up in the place that they're at. But by the end, it's like they were totally into the story. They were totally relating with what you had gone through and the things in your life, and they were just like, broken, like, 90% of them ended up, you know, accepting God and giving their lives either to God or back to God, depending on, you know, if they were raised in the church or not, and ended up there. But it was just so moving to see these kids that were just so young and had just made such wrong decisions Mm -hmm. and ended up there, you know, my age. Any of us could have been there. Yeah. Any of us should have been there, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. But the ones that are there now, having that opportunity for, you know, God opened the door... We came in, you gave your story that God has given you to give to them. And like, they're, they're just react, you know, responding to it. And they're just so moved. I was moved by just watching them, you know, accept God and praying with you. You know, we say, we pray out loud all together. Yeah. Just hearing them all pray together, you know, they, they want it. They want they, they it. They're accepting it. They're hungry. You know, mm-hmm. they're searching for something and they ended up in that spot, in that facility. And now it came to them, you know, and now they're able to, you know, just talk to God.
1: Well, since we're, since we're talking about the juvenile detention center, we're not going to go play by play on this interview, but that door, um, it went so well that the main director goes, Hey, you got to go see all the girls next door. And then they're like, there's this other, there's this other facility across the way, which was the super high risk girls. Oh, yeah. Mac- so, so what happened is, uh, we, that door didn't open that day, but later on the trip, we actually got to go back. To the women's talk, talk about that. What was that experience like? The oh, maximum? we took Christina, uh, yeah, Christina, um, came. Yeah, Christina Bolger came, mm-hmm. which has been on the show many times. Yeah. So we walked in, and she has like rainbow color hair, uh, yep. white pl- platform Doc Martens, and like cheetah skin, cheetah print pants, print like pants, like or something. I don't even know what the heck like she was wearing. She walked in, and I remember all those girls, all those like, yeah. all those juvenile detention girls were like, Oh heck no! <laughs> like what just walked in, and then they're looking at us, and they don't—they're just like staring. And they were—they were wild. Those girls were like running around, like yeah. jumping on the furniture and stuff. They
2: actually, I to split them up in two groups because they weren't getting—they're too gone. crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So then, what what happened? What was your experience there? Uh, what Jerris? What was your experience there with that that uh, from your point of view?
2: Same
3: thing as Daniel. I've Never been in a detention facility before, and it was interesting. Us three guys with Christina going into a girls' facility, and. Also like Daniel said they had to split them up because we're in one room you share your story, Christina does a spoken word, the other room you can hear s- stuff slamming and girls screaming and stuff and we share <laughs> the story the in this room and I mean half the girls get their lives to the Lord and a quarter of the girls are crying and then we go to the other room and the same exact thing happened while the first group was sl- slamming and screaming and stuff so it was like it was it was like spiritual warfare happening in our midst that we could watch this going back and forth and God still showed up in, a, in what was one of the darkest places.
1: You could you could say this. When you walk in, there was so much vibe, so much attitude, so much like, what are you guys doing here? Get out of here now. Yeah. That, that was the way it was. And it's all the spiritual warfare when we walked in. And you're just standing there looking at them, huh? Mm-hmm. When you walk in, you're just facing off looking at them and they're looking at you and you're just like you just got to get into it, you know what I mean? Be- oh, the other thing too is they were mad because we were taken away from their personal free time. That, yeah, because the one girl goes, "I'm supposed to see my girlfriend right now." You know, you're taken away from our free time, so they were not even having it now. We broke up their actual free time to come get, you know, get in their business. Mm-hmm. So it was rowdy. But this is the thing. See, I, I'm a, I I believe in the word of God, and I believe that every word is real, and if you call in the name of the Lord. You'll get saved. And I believe that you could ask anything in Jesus' name and you put him to test to his word and hold him to it. He's going to do it. So what I was doing is after, after I would tell my story with the guys and the girls, at the very end, I would say, look at this is the deal. And I would quote John 7. I'd say, this is what Jesus says. Anyone that's thirsty may come to me. Anyone that thirsts for a relationship with the God of the universe, which I just told you about, the cross and who he is. May come to him. Anyone believes in me, Jesus says, may come and drink. Can have a relationship. And then in return, Jesus says he'll send his Holy Spirit. So I tell all those guys and those girls, I said, now we're at the point where I'm going to hold Jesus to his word that I, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, he's going to forgive you of all your sins, and then he's going to send his Holy Spirit. He's going to split the sky and send his Holy Spirit, and he's going to fill you with his spirit, and you're going to encounter his presence in this place. You're going to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. You are actually tangibly going to encounter his presence. Some of you guys are going to feel love. Some of you guys are going to feel joy. You guys will tangibly encounter his presence in this place. And if you want that, then you stick your thumb up and I'm going to pray for you. And if God doesn't show up and you don't encounter him, then Jesus Christ is fake and he's not real. And I'm a liar and this whole thing is a big fraud and a big joke. So they all look at me like they're bugging. Their eyes are bugging out looking at me like, yo, is this dude for real? Because <laughs> they're all they're a bunch of Southerners, you know what yeah. I mean, from the South. And, and I said, if you want that, I'm going to pray for you right now. And, and then I said, I don't care if you – because there's a lot of lesbians in there and, you know, whatever. A lot of sinners, obviously, they're in jail. And I said, that's why Jesus Christ came on a rescue mission out of eternity to die for sinners. He loves sinners so much that he came on a rescue mission to die for mankind. So whosoever would believe in him will have everlasting life. They will be forgiven of all their sins and they can start living that life that they were created for. And we said we we're going to give you the gospel of John so you can read it and discover who he is after that to go to that next step. Because the word of God is true. So when I said if you want that, now I'm, we're in it with a bunch of thugs. This is like gangster land. This is like hardcore you know, you don't just get soft in prison. Mm-hmm. And I said, stick your thumb up if you want that. And literally every room that we went to, I would say over 90% of the place gave their, I mean, the you know, high 90s, yeah. gave their life to the Lord, stuck their thumb up. And then I prayed for them. And I said, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Just say this prayer. There's nothing special about it. But it's about you beginning real with God and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. So I led them through the prayer. They invited Jesus in their life. Then I prayed that Jesus would baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And then after every prayer, I look at them all in the eyes and said, okay, who here just encountered, felt peace or love or joy? And they all had tears in their eyes and they're all looking at each other, like sticking their thumb up, like, yo, that happened to me. Like, dude, this is real. I said, now I said, look at, I go, I don't do magic. What you guys just encountered. I said, God of the universe, Jesus Christ, just revealed himself to you. Now you guys know he's real, right? And they're all nodding their heads up and down. They're like, yeah. I said, okay. So Jesus is real. So now we're going to get you the Gospel of John and the Bible so you guys can read and go into a further relationship. And this happened at four different facility sessions in the juvenile detention centers. So basically that whole whole juvenile detention centers in that whole area all gave their life to Jesus pretty much. Mm It happened. The Holy Ghost bomb dropped on the place. And (laughs) the the directors of the facility are there. And I believe a lot of them said the prayer too because they were like dazed and confused as well. And literally after they said, listen, here's our card. We'll give you the keys to all the facilities we're in. There's 30 of them in the state of Florida. And we'll give you the keys to all the facilities in Pennsylvania, all the facilities in Texas and Nashville. And I think that was it. Yeah. Those. They said, we are the biggest facilities, juvenile detention centers in these States. And you just contact us and you can go to all of them. Mm -hmm. Radical. That that door just open. Radical. Dude, this is how it goes down. When you are operating in the word of God and the gifts of the spirit, God just opens doors that no one can shut because he's the king of the universe, the creator of the universe and the King. Okay. So then from there that, so that happened and then we went to a high school. So how was the process, uh, Jairus of setting up all the high schools? Uh, you started going in through FCA. Who else, who else did you work at? Cause I want to talk about the high schools, you know, at large, you, you worked with FCA, you worked with, um, young life. Who else?
3: Uh, on my side of town, it was all FCA that we, we tried to book, uh, and I got approval for four high schools and that was all through, coaches and people that I know that are working there with FCA.
1: Through the uh, teachers, FCA. right, through the teachers on right. campus. Because for listeners, they need to know how they can, they, they can get on the campus. What, what was the process?
3: Uh, it started, I either would tell my students to get in contact with the teacher, their club, the FCA club there, or I'd t- talk to the teacher themselves. But if you have a club, which is all the FCA clubs are student-led, and the students are presented with the Whosoever is in the Kill tour, then it's as simple as filling out the form to book it. So I started yep. working on that contacting people i hit up my guy in sarasota he's the one who got us to school in sarasota which they're doing young life and fca guys there so he took care of that
1: perfect Uh, there there was one school the last school we went to that that they partnered it was like uh young life and fca they partner life they partner together and uh
3: sarasota and Venice,
1: and that's yeah and that's how that happened so basically from there then what we started doing is we started going into the schools and, uh, the first school we went to, man, the first school we went to was the loudest school I've ever spoke at. They were loud. I mean, this auditorium was like Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Um, the size of their church, it might have been bigger actually. It seemed it really went, like, even more to I think that. it was actually bigger than Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa sanctuary. Um, and the kids came in and it was the kids were loud. But as I was telling the story, and you know, when when I started giving the gospel, I just know that I got to be faithful. And this would, I would want to encourage you, the listeners, is that when God tells you to do something, you just got to go and you got to speak, even though it seems like no one's listening sometimes, you just got to get from the beginning to the end and deliver what God's given you to say. And then at the end, I was like, hey, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, come forward. And then it was like a sea of like over a hundred kids came running forward, even though it seemed like no one was listening. A lot of people were listening and they came forward and we prayed for them that they would receive Jesus. And then I prayed over them that God would pray or I prayed that God would heal people of, of, you know, of, of addiction, suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety people that are struggling with their sexual identity because there's you know there's all the different things that, that the world is, is offering people and, and choices of sexual identity and just that God would literally touch their life. And it was a very, very sincere moment. And then we obviously got them plugged back into the club so the kids could get discipled on campus once a week with the FCA, gave them the Gospel of the John, uh, stickers to the radio show so they can tune in you know to our app. We have an app now. Uh, all the past radio shows are there in the Gospel of John. They could tune in and just start listening and get discipled, uh, Jesus 101 through the stories and just going through the word of God. So it was, um, it was radical, but we have a lot more because we are just touching the, the, the tip of the iceberg about what this tour, uh, has happened, but we are going to be going to break here in a couple minutes. But what I would like to do now is that I would like to plug our high school tours. We would love to come to your City, your state, your country. Um, We do tour. We're going to Colombia. We're going to Mexico. We just got back from Australia. Um, We're planning to go to Asia at the moment as well. Hong Kong and different places. Pretty pretty much we're not limited. We could go anywhere. All you need to do is contact us. Go to whosoevers.com or just download our app. It's free. Shoot us an email. We'll get back to you. We'll let you know how it goes. It is super, super cheap. To actually get into the high schools. I mean, basically the majority of the cost is pizza for the kids because we do go in at lunchtime. But if you're in a state like Texas or like the Bible Belt where you don't have to go in at lunch, you could do a assembly for the whole school. Well, I mean, that's actually very minimal then. That's a couple hundred bucks because we give out free products, but you don't have to pay for flyers and you don't have to pay for, you don't have to pay for pizza because It's an assembly ordered by the school. Like when we go to Mexico, we don't have to pay for any of that stuff. So contact us. We want to come ASAP. Um, We are partnered with the Gideon's Ministry, the Bibles. They give us free the Gospels of John's, wherever we go out in the world in any language. So it's all covered. It's pretty much a win-win. And this generation, they want the real thing. They want Jesus Christ
0: more live with ryan Reese coming um, up uh, everything all right sure. call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live ryan Reese on his instagram twitter or facebook uh, i think i speak for the entire administration when i say whoop you doo twitter or facebook uh, i think i speak for the entire administration when i say whoop de doo now, back to live with Ryan Reese.
2: Don't say
0: Loud noises!
1: Yes, we are back. I have Jairus out from uh he's on the phone, he's out in Florida. Um, St. Pete Calvary Fellowship and then uh, Daniel, he's in town from uh, the Whosoevers. You are you work with us, right? Yep. <laughs> How old are you Daniel? I'm twenty. Twenty, young buck, young scrub. Scrub. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone under twenty is a scrub. So it's awesome though, because um, what's been rad with you guys is you guys been on this tour and the raddest thing about discipleship is like you're reading, you're learning, but now you're experiencing it live. And we're we're going to talk about that because I want to kind of get your guys' opinion at the very end of the trip, because live discipleship one-on-one, like Timothy and Paul, he, there was Paul and then he had Timothy that rolled with him and he was just learning hands-on. Mm-hmm. I love the hands-on learning ministry. It just, it brings the Bible to life. You know, you can read about it, but you got to experience what it really looks like. Exactly. So we're touring schools. We went to uh, that one school. A bunch of kids got saved. And then I had the opportunity to go speak at a Bible uh, college class, or it's like a discipleship class. It's called Ignite. It's through Potter's Field. I had Pastor uh, Mike on the uh, show a couple weeks ago talking about it. And what they do is they get uh, a youth anywhere from 17 to you know 20s, early 20s. And what they do is they put them – in an intense discipleship class for three months, and then they send them to a different part of the world. So they study, and then they send them out for six months to Asia or Central America or Africa to serve in ministry, hands-on. Then they bring them back for a month and 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 you know debrief of what was going on, and then they put him into a church to be a um, to to work as a uh, what do you call it as a, a helper. Um, I don't know what they're called. Um, They basically help the church uh, intern for four months. And then basically from there, they go to wherever they want to go. So I showed up and they allowed me to basically come and and talk about, I did the wake up message. uh, I told my story. I did the God signs in the storms. I taught on demon possession and faith and different subjects. But what was rad is I didn't know that these kids are literally just off the plane And that they came from, like, some just got out of jail, some got out of rehab, some were grouping the church, some knew nothing about the Bible, some knew about the Bible, but it was just this motley crew, I would say, like the disciples, Mm -hmm. of all these students there, and I just started sharing about life experience in the scriptures and teaching, and God led me to kind of start, in a sense, peeling back the, the onion, in a sense of going, God led me by the Spirit to basically just say, hey... We're all here. You want to live that life that you were created for. Let's just kind of go into a prayer. And I had Jairus the first night get up on the guitar, and he started playing. And I said, Daniel and Christina is going to come up and myself, and we're going to pray for you. And we're going to lay our hands on you, that God will baptize you and and fill you with the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what happened is, as we started doing that, every single one person would come up and say, hey, pray for me for this. I'm dealing with pornography or I open myself to the occult, or I have doubt. And we were praying that God would strengthen their faith and fill them with the Holy Spirit and the gifts. And then God would give a word to Christina for each person. So while this is happening, Jairus basically played 19 songs. He had no idea what he was getting into because this process took a long time to pray for each one individually. And then after they were weeping, God was like, his his spirit was falling on them, and it was just radical that God was just moving on the heart. So that was the first night. Then the second time, I taught another message called Wake Up. And then basically from there, um, I opened it up that we just started praying. And I said, now we're going to go into a prayer meeting. We're all sitting here together in this classroom. And I said, I don't want you guys to pray like peacocks. Like, I don't want to hear your institutional... Jargon of like some like over holy prayer, like let's just get real with Jesus and pray. And I said, I'll just lead and I'll, I'll start it out. And we just started praying like sincerely, like authentically, like God, we love you. Here we are. You know, do whatever you want in our life. We're nothing. You are great, but I am nothing. I'm a turd basically, but you are great and you can do anything with us. And we just started going through and everyone just started confessing sins. Jesus, help us from my unforgiveness. Lord, Help me with my bitterness because I don't know the Bible like other people in this room. You know, uh, Lord, help me with my, my, my anger. Dude, people just started confessing and this prayer went in, went on for like almost an hour and change. And then at the end, I felt like the Holy Spirit, Jesus was leading me to say, just to open it up to see, let him start moving now. So I said, now what we're going to do is everyone, we're just going to be quiet and we're just going to see if God wants to manifest his spirit through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So what that means is now I got to zip my lip and everyone in the room needs to zip their lip and we need to see what God wants to do. So I said, now, if any of you see a, a picture in your mind, or if any of you see like a vision or if God gives you like a, a tongue, a different language of a tongue to speak or like a word of knowledge or like a scripture or, you know, one of, the, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, if he gives you anything, lays anything on your heart, this is a safe zone. Just, just speak it, you know, as God leads you. So we were sitting there and then, um, one person, one guy in the front row got like a, a tongue and it was like, he said like four words, like blah, 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 something. And it's very basic. It couldn't understand it. And then uh, one girl, uh, it, one girl got the, um, translation for it. Then God gave another person, like a, a scripture, and then another. Then God gave another person uh, a, a tongue, and then it was translated. And then God was let, laying on my heart to speak in tongues, but I was like, "Going, Jesus, like I don't want to speak in tongues now. I want this to be about the the youngsters, all the scrubs, because I want you to pour out your spirit on them and let this be about them." But He kept tugging on my heart, and I wasn't, I wasn't doing it because I wanted Him to to do it and then there was one girl that was two rows back and you know what what, that one that started manifesting like there was like a true gnarly baptism of this girl because Mm -hmm. she was like going like and it was getting like it was starting very low but then it started manifesting louder
2: she was like shaking
1: it was like her face her legs were shaking not out of control where she was falling down on the floor but she was literally like it was a serious, radical baptism, uh-huh. and she's never. What, 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 what was that like for you, Jairus? I mean, what, what was that, that encounter to you, of
3: God, dude? The glory of God, the awesomeness, the power of God. When when the Lord spoke through her in the tongue, and then there was uh, interpretation after, but at that point, I was on my face praying. And my body trembled and and I thought about the scripture where it talks about trembling before the Lord. And I felt the kind of healthy, terrifying presence of, wow, God, you are so holy and amazing and awesome. And, And yeah, that's what that was for me right there.
1: Yeah, that was like God, God was in that room.
3: Revealed himself.
1: He revealed himself so powerfully.
3: So real, yeah.
1: And, and later on, she said, obviously she was like, it was, I was, she was scared. Mm-hmm. She was, she knew it was God, but she's never experienced the the power of the Holy Spirit that intensely, right? That intensely. And we're going to, we're going to get, there's the, the there's, we're going to talk about, there's been a couple more of these encounters on this trip, but then she got done speaking that tongue. It got translated And then God led me to saying, hey, is there anyone here that wants to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit that does not have it right now in this room? And then one girl raised her hand. So I walked over to her and I laid my hands on her because there's something about laying their hands on people and praying for them. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, spirit flow through her. And she ended up getting the gift of tongues. She later told us, but she didn't want to speak it because she said it didn't sound like the other person's tongue, which the gift of tongues, it sounds different for every person. No one has the same language of of tongue. So basically what happened from there, then we're sitting there and the girl that got baptized heavily with the Holy Spirit, she says, there's someone in this room that Jesus is telling her, telling them to speak in tongues, but they're not speaking in tongues. And he wants them to speak in tongues because he wants to bless others with it. And I knew that was my cue because God was telling me, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. And then basically God showed me, when you speak in tongues... I'm going, to give the, I'm going to give the gift of translations to others. So then I basically spoke in tongues over the group. And then one of the staff members got the translation. And then a student got the translation. They both got the same translation. So God used that myself to speak in tongues to give the, then God would give the gift of translations to others. When the other girl that was translating the other tongue to earlier, she didn't get the gift of translations. So God basically pulled the plug from her at that moment and gave the gift to these two others. Just amazing stuff, and then there was word of not. That was a word of knowledge, basically, what that girl with the tongues got. She got a word of knowledge, yeah. and then God also gave that same girl the gift of visions, She because she saw a picture. Remember, she saw a picture of the cross. She saw. She got a couple pictures, and then when I was then also when I was teaching, right, actually before this session, when I got done doing the wake up message, I just finished. Another girl in the back of the class goes, "Hey, when are you gonna write your book?" And I go, "How'd you know I was getting a book?" She says, because I just saw you at an autograph signing and all these people were getting saved. And I said, that's so funny because before I came to this class, I emailed my book agent. I'm getting a book deal right now as we speak. And I and she's like, no way. And I showed her the email. She's like, I can't believe that. I said, well, God gave you the gift of visions and pictures. So basically, she didn't even know what she was getting. So what it all came down to is after all this stuff happened in the class, the gift of interpretations, the word of knowledge, the the pictures, the visions, um, all these gifts were manifesting. The power of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith were manifesting. I bet we found out from the people that were doing this discipleship class that nothing like this has ever happened. None of these kids even knew that they were getting these gifts. It just the Holy Spirit fell on the room, and now the leader of the group said hey well now we're going to go through the book of acts and we're going to actually show you guys in the bible what <laughs> that this stuff where this stuff is in the bible
2: they experienced it before they, they experienced it
1: before they even read about it <laughs> it's crazy it was um, radical do you guys have anything to say from your guys' perspective on on that moment
2: i just i was in the back of the room and i was just cuz i'd heard about it throughout church and throughout bible studies about the gifts and i've heard of people getting them i never experienced i'd never been in the same room where that happened and so for me to just, like, listen to the, sth, and I was like, oh, oh, what's going down? Like, and it get louder and louder, and all of a sudden, it's like, she's, like, yelling it, and then someone's like, oh, I got a vision that we're, we're playing tug of war, and we're winning as a team, so that's just a vision for the entire mm-hmm. discipleship, mm-hmm. and just things going off, and I'm, like, just looking around. I had to, like, pick up my head and look around. I was like, is this really going on? And I was tripping out just because I'd never experienced that. I'd never been in that atmosphere where the Holy Spirit was moving, and these kids, my age, you know, we're just getting these gifts and they were fresh out of jail, fresh out of, you know, getting saved and stuff like that. So, dirty
1: sinners saved by grace getting gifts. And you know what's so awesome too? Because you know, the Bible teaches um, that everything's done in order. It wasn't a free for all, it wasn't a free for all. It was all in order. Yeah. Everyone was yeah. just sitting there, quiet. Not
3: one interruption.
1: There was no interruption, like one would speak in tongues, then the translation. And then they would be waiting and then one would get a word of knowledge. Everything was in order. There was no overlap yep. at all. It nothing was chaotic. Everyone was sitting there, total peace in the room. It was radical and exciting because we were like, whoa, God is just manifesting in here. So it's exciting in this energy of like, whoa, this is so radical. But yet it was just peace and calmness and God just pouring out his spirit on, on, this younger generation
3: yep.
1: all in order
3: the following week same thing happened in my middle school and my high school youth group the following week
1: oh okay so yeah so then cuz we have about 15 minutes left or something like that so then we we basically i'm going to do a fast forward version is that we st- continue to tour the high schools. This group of kids were with us, helping us with the high school tours. So what was going on is these kids started going and they were praying for students. They were getting word and knowledge. They were praying for healing. People were getting healed. There was one girl that had a migraine headache and I walked up to her and she was in a group of 10 people. And I said, Hey, how are you doing? She goes, I have a migraine. I said, well, listen, sometimes when I pray for pray for people, Jesus uh, heals people. And I go, if I pray for you right now, that means Jesus Christ is the son of God and he's real. Can I pray for you? And I basically prayed for her in front of 10 people. I said, I'm going to be back in two minutes. I got to get the pizza really quick. I came back. I asked her, Daniel, you were there. I said, are you healed? She said, yes. And that basically led all these other students to find Jesus Christ. Because all signs and wonders point back that Jesus Christ is real and that the word of God is real. 100% real.
2: And they were there for the next one. So they're like. And they were for the next one. And they give
1: their life to Jesus. So people were getting healed. Word of knowledge. People were getting visions for, for, for students. It was people, students were crying when, when, when these other students would get words for them. It was like radical Book of Acts stuff happening. I believe this the way it was happening in the Calvary Chapel movement back in the day, which it's happened. It's going to start happening again. Calvary Chapel 2.0 Holy Ghost stuff is Erupting and it can't be stopped because God's doing it. It's going to be rad. So then, after all these things were happening, then we even went to a church out in Orlando. I spoke to this huge mega church, it had like eight campuses, and we seen thousands of people give their life to Jesus Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit working. And we spoke at uh, Christian schools and all these other things. Now, it's just too much to talk about, guys. Too
2: much. We need two weeks to talk about it. Yes,
1: we need a couple shows. But what I would like to do is end it. I, I don't know how many minutes that we have left, but I would say basically after all that happened, Jairus, when we left, because the Holy Spirit doesn't leave with us because we all, we all have the same spirit of God in us, what happened in your youth group after we left? Because you had something go down.
3: You guys left Thursday, and just that Thursday night, um, it just feels like it was yesterday because it's, so, it's just so real. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina shared her story last Wednesday and Thursday. So she shared her story after you guys left, and then just, she was just kind of following what the Holy Spirit was telling her to do, and she opened it up to a time afterwards in an orderly way where we prayed for the kids, and then opened it up to see if God wanted to speak to and through us. And it was kind of like the Ignite class. It was God was given all kinds of, like, visions, words of prophecy, Bible verses. I'm talking, like, young kids all the way to adults in the room. Um, God is speaking to them. I had young kids getting visions about other kids. Um, you know, one kid a vision about, hey, I see a kid who's, So he plays a sport, and I see a golden cap, because he's worshiping the sport like an idol, but he wants to glorify God, and then he prayed for the kid. I had another kid. I see a cross that's all rusty and old, but someone comes and turns it around, and it becomes new, and it opens up, and the Bible comes out of it. A woman got a vision that there was a high school girl that um, was considering abortion because she was pregnant. We found out who that was and prayed for her. Wow, dude, is that crazy? He's so sick? Yeah, there was, so there was another leader, a uh, young girl leader, like, like Daniel and I's age, that got a vision of uh, someone struggling with infertility. And she was crying because God was so real And then she shared it, and then I started crying because I realized who it was. So I prayed, I grabbed the mic from Christina, I said, hey, I don't know where you are, but I pray that God gives more visions to confirm that that's you who he's talking about. And then I sat down, and then two or three high school kids after that each got visions about baby infertility, happiness, joy of the husband, stuff like that. And we got to text this this lady who's struggling with that afterwards. And she's that's just like dude. I'll stop there.
1: <laughs> um see, and this is this is what's happening is that we, we have to be open for the, the spirit to move. He wants to move and this is where it gets exciting. The Christian walk without living the spirit of life and when I say Spirit of life. I mean, just look at the disciples. Look at Paul and Peter and these guys. I'm talking about that. These guys were out being filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, driven by the Spirit, in the Word, and signs and wonders were following. It's exciting to live that Christian life, and this could happen outside of our door. This could happen at Burger King. This is happen at Starbucks. You don't have to go on a trip to make this stuff happen. I could tell you tons of stories of this stuff happening all around us. But you have to be open and you have to seek God. You will find him and, and ask him to start pouring out a spirit on your life and using you. It
3: works with the kids. It's not just the adults.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's with everybody.
3: Can I share one other quick story? One hundred percent. I got a I got a guy in my in my group who um he's a kid I mentioned earlier who's been done drug stuff and and guns and house jumping with his friends. Well, his friend got saved and then Satan attacked his friend and they their friendship kinda of separated. So the kid that I know came to me and asked what should, what to do, and I said, hey, you should fast and pray tomorrow um, for your friend and pray that God speaks to him. So he fasted, and halfway through the school day, he went and saw his friend, and, he, and his friend got up, and they started walking down the hallway and talking, and he told him, hey, I've been fasting and praying for you. And his friend said, that's kind of weird because I haven't been able to eat all day. <laughs> and then they talked for like an hour afterwards and were crying and hugging, and God made up, and now God's using them as high school guys, to be leaders to the other high schoolers and the middle schoolers in the youth group.
1: Amazing. like It happens
3: with kids. That's what I'm saying. It's not just like, if there's anyone listening like that, <clears throat> it's not just adults.
1: Yep. God will do it, you know. And, you know, when it, when it comes to these things, I think the biggest thing for like a leader, if they're listening, or pastors, is that they feel like uh, when you go into these, these, these environments, when you open it up, you know, at the end of the youth group or, you know, after... You have the study and everything you want to open up for a time for God to move. You have to just be quiet. You know what I mean? You don't, it's not like I'm, when I was there going, okay, now this is, you're going to speak or, you know, you don't do anything. You just zip your lip and go, now we're just going to sit and be quiet and wait on God. And it's that dead silence, huh? Mm-hmm. It seems like a long time, huh? But you're just quiet and you know that God is the one that he's going to speak to certain ones. He's the one that, that speaks to people. And you know what's from the spirit and what's not from the Holy spirit. And you, you kind of laid out and say, Hey, this is going to be spirit led. And, uh, and if there's something that's not spirit led, then you can correct it and just say, I don't, I don't bear witness with that, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, but we haven't had any problems, you know, it's, it's God that, that works. And he, we got to count on him taking control. And it, it gets the it kids excited. It gets the kids, it gets everyone excited. Mm-hmm. To, and just really amps up their, their relationship to see when, when God starts working in and through them. Yeah. And then they know that they could take it out of that building and take it to the streets. And that's what Jesus has told us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth. So.
2: They experienced it. What
1: about you, Daniel? we got a few minutes left.
2: So I can just give my my experience we have
1: four minutes left so wrap it up in three cool the very end of the trip
2: i was kind of dealing with doubt throughout the trip the lord the enemy was just getting to me about like you know even being in that place of where i am and serving and all this stuff and just being in that environment and everything but the enemy was still getting getting to me and just putting things in my mind like i don't belong there and that i'm not worthy to be you know helping and serving and stuff hey
1: I think that whole room of discipleship kids felt the same way.
2: Yeah. They were all saying that too. Yes, the whole room. saying it. Because the enemy
1: doesn't want them. So go on.
2: That's right. And so it was on the last night of the trip, right before we were going to leave the next afternoon. And I was just alone in my hotel room. And I was just like, I was done with it. I just reached out to God, just like, just talking out loud in, in, in my hotel room, just by myself. And I was just talking to God, just saying, God, I don't want this this doubt anymore I want to be used by you to the full capacity and not have you know not have the enemy get me down like this because I know this is happening to the kids you know in the same ministry kids that don't know God the Mm -hmm. kids in the high schools and I don't want to be hindered by and hinder them by it because I'm a part of this movement and if that's affecting me that's going to affect them Mm -hmm. and so I was just getting real with God and just laying everything out that was on my heart unforgiveness there was doubt there was just all these things and when I was done kind of just just letting it all out I was dry I had no more words And I just said, I'm just going to wait, God. I'm just going to wait for you see if you want to do something. And I just laid there in silence just with my eyes closed and just, I just waited. And then I started to feel like this just, this presence just wash over me and just from my head to my toes, it just filled me and it was just radiating throughout my body and it went on and I was scared, but I was praying, God, just give me strength to go through this and just endure it because I know he was revealing himself to me. And I was just going through it and just going through it and it was just like, I was just felt his presence in my hotel room on the last day, 11 p.m. at night, just going, like, experiencing the presence of God.
1: A baptism of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You got baptized right there in your bed. And it
2: exactly. wasn't until I got real with him, alone, just talking to him, yep. that it happened. And that's all it takes. Like, you just have to get real. It's a heart issue. You know, that's where you were telling the kids at the juvenile, at the, all the high schools, like, it's a, it's with the, you have to mean it with your mind, body, and soul in your heart. Exactly, all of it. And that's when he'll fill himself, he'll fill fill you with himself and he'll reveal himself to you. Dude, amazing. Amazing.
1: Well, this show has been beyond amazing. Um, Yeah, I would suggest to all you listeners, it's all a heart issue. Ask God to reveal himself to you. Start confessing everything that's in you that's disgusting. That's what I do every day and I have much in me. I'm a dirty sinner saved by grace. But then God reveals himself and he starts using us just like he used the disciples, these filthy fishermen, Lord, or fil- filthy fishermen for that revival. So be blessed. See God. Seek him and you will find him. Knock on, the door will be open. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and live that life that you were created for. If you would like us to come out and tour your land, we would love to come out there. Download the Whosoever's app for free. Email us or just go to the thewhosoever's.com. And uh, yeah, this is this. Any of the past shows too. This radio show will be on our app and our website. Um, Hey, Daniel, thank you. It was awesome be for being on. Jerus, thank you for being on.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: A- any uh, any last words, Jerus?
3: Yeah, dude, it's just real. I'm a guy listening to you, and I'm all the way in St. Pete. God's the same God, and He wants to do everything He did in the Book of Acts and all throughout the Bible. So just. Jesus and everything else to
1: fall into place. Boo ya. Lord bless thee. Lord keep thee and make his face shine upon all thee and be gracious to thee. Love you guys. Talk to you next week.
0: This has been live with Ryan Race to connect or find out more about ryan click on ryan-reese.com check us out next saturday at 9 p.m for live with ryan reese
3: hi friend are you stressed maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too